Good morning, everybody. Everybody staying warm and dry. Got some, got some weather coming in. So my favorite time of the year, though. I love it. I'm excited for it. Well, guys, it is so good to see everybody's smiling faces this morning. So my name is Mike Metzger, and I would like to welcome you uh, to Home Church this morning. We also want to say good morning and thank you to all of you who joined us on our live YouTube stream or on our podcast. Guys, we're so excited to have you with us today as well. Uh, you guys are in for an amazing time of worship and an amazing word from Pastor Carlos this morning. Well, church, again, we've got a pretty full agenda, so we are going to go ahead and jump right into things this morning. So first, uh, we're going to welcome Miss Anita to the front for Children's Church. So kids, any of the kids that are here, Bella, Zoe, why don't you guys come on down and join Miss Anita here? Good morning. Everybody got their coats out. That's pretty good. Do you believe in miracles? You bet. A miracle is an outstanding event considered to the work of divine invention. What a lot of words. A miracle is a wonderful, marvelous mystery. I read a story about a man who was told by his doctors that he had a major problem and he wasn't going to be alive for very long. But he didn't die. Not only that, when another x-ray was taken, the problem was no longer there. It's a miracle, he said. I have a miracle in my bag. You want to see what it is? Are you sure? It's a piece of corn. Did you know an ear of corn is like a miracle. This one's been around for a little while. Have you ever planted an ear of corn in your garden? Do you know what a kernel of corn is? One of these little pieces is a kernel. You have to plant just one kernel of corn to make a stalk grow. Now, can you imagine how many kernels is on an ear of corn? Mine had 227 kernels. I counted every single one of them. Do you know how many ears grow on a stalk of corn? Two, maybe three. Just think, one kernel planted in the ground could make hundreds of ears of corn. That's a wonderful miracle. God wants each of us to be like a little kernel of corn. You aren't in this very place at this very time by accident. You are here by God's design. He wants us to tell others about Jesus and his love because when we do, the number of people who follow him will multiply and multiply just like one kernel of corn will. Keep reading your Bible going to church, and always remember that God loves you because you are a miracle. Second service, we're going to learn about Peter's big mistake. And you know what? I think the weather is just about the same as what Peter had to go through. And then we're going to learn about a new family. He was a minister. He was moving to a new town. He was going over to his new church to go through it. And they found 
a secret door. Have a good week. Thank you, Miss Anita. I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. I don't know if, if everybody heard, but there was a question that came from over here, whether or not we could actually join Miss Anita in her class. So uh, if you guys are interested, come talk to me after, uh, after first service. <laughs> All right. So church, just a couple of reminders and uh, some of our exciting events that we have coming up here at home church. Uh, first off, as you guys all know, we've been seeing a lot more um, tragedies and natural disasters that have been taking place, and a lot of people are being severely affected by that. And one of the ways that we are able to help out is with crisis care kits. So just a reminder that the crisis care kits, uh, the last day is going to be next Sunday, which is October the 31st. So just a reminder, if you have gone out and purchased some of the items for the crisis care kits, but you don't have a full bag, that is okay. Bring those items into us anyways. Our missions council will use those to piece part everything together and make full kits. So again, next Sunday is going to be the last day. Uh, also, ending next week is going to be our faith promise pledges. So if you haven't made a pledge for missions yet, we do have the faith promise cards available. And they are on top of the tithing box as you guys exit the sanctuary. Guys, who's excited for Harvest Festival? I still can't believe it's this time of year already. But this coming Friday night, October 29th, from 6 till 8 o'clock at night, we are going to be hosting our Harvest Festival. So, again, we do need some help with this ministry. Uh, so we are asking that you guys bring individually wrapped candy to help out with this outreach and also, feel free to come out and join us and support the church. Uh, if you guys would like to help out with the Harvest Festival, we would ask that you reach out to Jeannie Adams for additional information. Guys, this year, Home Church is going to be putting on a Christmas play. So the Christmas play, uh, obviously, it is going to be taking place Christmas Eve. So we need volunteers for everything. Guys, we need actors, uh, everything from kids to teens to adults, um, people to help build props, set hands, all kinds of, of positions that need to be filled. So if you guys are interested in volunteering and helping out in any way possible, please visit with Miss Amanda Freeze. Miss Amanda does have a sign-up sheet, and she will be back in the foyer in between services if you would like to sign up. For any of you who are joining us this morning that are not members of Home Church, we will be holding our membership classes uh, November 7th and 14th after our second service. So this is a class where you can come out and really just get a better understanding of the Nazarene beliefs, what we believe in as Nazarenes, as a church, and it's a great place for you to be able to ask questions and gain additional information. So if you are interested in becoming a member and making home church your permanent home, uh, we would ask that you would reach out and let the church office know what day that you're going to plan on attending. And uh, the lunch is going to be provided for you guys that day. So you get a free lunch with the membership class. Guys, make some noise 
if you have been out to one of our Thursday night song and word events. <laughs> Praise God. It is such an amazing time on Thursday nights. If you were not making noise and you have not been here with us, please come and join us. I can tell you, you guys are missing out. It is a time for us to get together as a church family. Join us for worship, fellowship, Bible study. We've got it all going on right here on Thursday nights. So the way that this works, you guys are going to show up Thursday night at 6.30. We are going to meet as a church over in the gym. And we spend some time together just worshiping, singing, praising God. And then when we're done with the worship, we break off into our individual groups. Guys, we have groups for everybody. We have a Spanish Bible class, a men's Bible class, a women's Bible class, a co-ed Bible class. We have kids quizzing. We have youth group. We have nursery for the little ones. I think I covered everything. Am I missing anything? I, I mean, top to bottom, everybody has something available on Thursday nights. So please make sure that you guys come out and join us for that. Our home youth group, uh, again, those guys are partnering up with the Operation Christmas Child. So these guys need our help. So we're asking that you guys would please bring in donations uh, to put in the shoe boxes by next week. So again, October 31st is going to be the last day. Uh, the teens need these items in the shoe boxes by then so that they can get everything packed up and ready to be sent out. The bins are in the foyer back here, and they have the age groups on there, and they also have a list of gift ideas that you can pick out for those age ranges. So if you have any questions at all on the Operation Christmas Child, uh, we would ask that you guys uh, reach out and talk to our youth leaders, Mr. Uh, Matt Freeze and his lovely wife, Amanda. And right now, we actually have a short video that we're going to share with you guys uh, on the Operation Christmas Child. I've had a, an interesting upbringing. In my journey, I've experienced God's love in the form of people reaching out when they don't have to, to tangibly demonstrate God's love. That love along the way has been unconditional, never-ending, generous, always-giving, powerful love that has changed hearts and most personally, my, my very own. My family is originally from Rwanda. In July of 1994, a lot of the you know, chaos started and uh, uh, Hutus were killing Tutsis, Tutsis killing Hutus. My mom was eight months pregnant. They had just built a new house, and my dad realized that with two young boys and one daughter, they need to get out. And that's when they decided to flee to the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo. And I was born a month later there. Then after that, we bounced around the world because we had nowhere else to go. And that's when we moved to Togo. So I was a refugee for 14 years of my life. I've never met any of my, my grandparents. My uncles, my cousins, 
Many of them were, were killed. And it's not just my family. A million people fell in the span of 100 days in the Rwandan genocide. Knowing that fact broke me as a kid. I was weary of humanity because I knew what they were capable of, the evil they were capable of. And I harbored a hatred for them, a radical hatred for them. I grew up calling myself a Christian, uh, but my faith wasn't my own. It was my, my parents. My parents there were, were pastors in Togo and uh, heard the gospel, read the Bible, but none of it re reached me, really. Because of hardened heart, pride, just hatred. Over and over, I walked away from God's love. But he, he was always there. You know, something that changed the course of my life was my first gift, the first gift I'd ever received. As I opened the shoebox, the items in there were incredible. The first thing I remember pulling out was a scarf, a scarf that I still have. There was a red toy car in my box. That was my favorite item that day. At the very top was a sticky note. The words on that sticky note read, God loves you, Jesus loves you, I love you. Now, I had heard the first two lines before, but that last one wrecked me because it was an I love you from a member of that very humanity I grew up hating. And they were telling me, essentially, Eve, despite your hatred for me, I love you anyway, man. And here's proof of my love for you in the form of the first and only gift you've ever received. That shook my world to the core. began to use that sticky note to start working on my heart. It didn't happen overnight. I'm still a work in progress. His love never left our side. His ever-flowing, never-ending, always-giving, generous, powerful love. And then a shoebox gift. That's what God used to free me from the burdens of hatred. I have never been the same because of that shoebox that still continues to change my life. Wow. What, what a tragic but beautiful story. I couldn't imagine being a refugee for 14 years, losing that many members of your family. But, my gosh, what an opportunity we have as a church to be able to get engaged in such a beautiful event that we have going on, to be able to, to share God's love and show these kids that there are people out there who care and who love about them and just give them that little post-it note reminder that God loves them too. So, again, uh, make sure you guys get those in by next Sunday, October the 31st. Right, church? Uh, at this time, we are going to welcome Miss Janet Lathrop uh, to the front. She has a special announcement from our church board.
Morning Church family. So the month of October, we've been talking about um, honoring Pastor Carlos and um, his family for what they do for our church. So we have one more Sunday until we do that next week. So I'm getting really excited about that. Um, so remember to, um, we ask that you pray for them. And um, we have slips in the back on the table that you can fill out, just a little love note to them. And then also we're taking a love offering and you can put that into the um, offering on how you usually give. So um, if you have any questions, see a board member and they can probably answer your question. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Janet. Church, at this time, we are ready to move forward into our time of worship and giving. So just a reminder, we do have three convenient ways for you to continue giving your tithes and offerings. Uh, first of all, we want to encourage you to continue giving online. Uh, if you are here with us this morning and you happen to bring your tithe envelope, we have the box on the uh, back wall of the sanctuary as you exit. Uh, or you guys can always mail a check-in to the church offices. Church, let's go ahead and bow our heads as we pray this morning. Father God, we just thank you for this day, God. We thank you for this morning that we all get to gather here and just sing your praises, God, and worship you. Father, we come to you this morning with humbled hearts. We are so thankful for the blessings that you give to us daily. Lord, I pray that as we give you our tithes and offerings this morning, that we would just remember that this tithe is yours. It belongs to you. Father God, I just pray that we would never withhold what is yours. God, I pray that you would accept these offerings, that you would use them for the better uh, work in your kingdom, God. And Lord, as we enter into our time of worship, God, I just pray for our worship team, God. God, I pray that you would enter into this sanctuary, God. Just make your presence known. Let us feel you here with us this morning, God. Break down any walls, any barriers that have been brought to us this week. Hardships, trials, tribulations. God, let us just focus on you and let you be the center of attention, God. Lord, we worship you and praise you and give you all the thanks and glory for everything that you continue to do in our lives and through our church. God, we pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand in church this morning. Got some um, awesome news. I, I did see him. I'm not sure if he's if he left the building. Um, but our brother who had COVID, Albert, I heard him here with us this morning. Amen? Amen. He's alive. Um, and also we have Miss Shannon Adams here with us this morning, all the way from Texas. Good to see you, sister. And we have, uh, even though they might not be here in uh, flesh, uh, yesterday we had a beautiful memorial service for our brother Brent, for the family, for the Adams family. And we just want to, we just want to say he's with us in spirit, worshiping with us. Amen. 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 So who's, now I'm not sure the time difference here in heaven. They already had worship in heaven, but I'm going to tell you right now, Linda, Rand is setting some time aside. He's with you right now. He's going to worship with us this morning. Who's ready to worship with us this morning? Amen? Amen.
as he touched me and made me whole. Let's sing out that chorus. He touched me. He touched me. Oh, he touched me.
is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Oh, yeah. With all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Oh, yeah. With all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything. I mean, if we don't worship him, the rocks will. If we don't worship him, if we don't sing, the rocks will. And I don't know about you, but I do not want an earthquake today. Amen.
say yes, Lord, this morning to you, Jesus. Say it, I'll say yes, Lord. saying yes there's like a there's a spirit that's saying no right now but i'm gonna we're gonna kick the devil up out of here this place amen church i'm gonna say yes lord i said i'm singing yes
So let us sing that one out one more time, church. Thank you, Pastor Barb, for that prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'll say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. I'll say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Get out one more time. I said, Jesus, I said, Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. I want whatever yes, you want from me, Jesus. I said, Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. You have my heart, God. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, seated this morning. Thank you, worship team. I so appreciate you. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Well, uh, I just want to say I am shocked to see so many people here on a Sunday morning when it's raining. Amen. Amen. It's so good to see you folks. I'm so happy. Um, I'm so excited to see what God is doing in our church, in this place, and uh, everything that is happening behind the scenes. Everybody that does, that's involved in ministry, that's serving this morning, um, people that do things during the week that no one sees, I want to tell you, God sees. And uh, that's most important. God sees and uh, he does reward. And so we just want to thank you for that. Amen, amen. Good to see you, brother, in the back. So good to see you come back, amen. Um, who's ready to hear the word this morning? Amen, amen. So am I. I'm ready to preach this morning. Um, I do want to share something with you real quick. I, uh, we, we got a gift Somebody gave us a gift by God. Thank you. By the way, thank you. We, we went out to a, ch what's that, what's that place called Chinese? The restaurant? Chin Chin. Ever been to Chin Chin? No? By the way, my daughter had this awesome, it was, she asked me, she said, Dad, do you know what Chinese people drink? I said, no, I don't know what Chinese people drink. What do they drink? She goes, chai tea. <laughs> that was cute. Anyways. So I don't know about you, but how many know God can use anything to speak to us? Yes. Amen? Now, I say that because we, you know, we're sitting as a family, we're sitting there, and we're getting ready to eat dinner, have a little dinner, and uh, we, we know the issues in the family. You know, I don't want to disclose that this morning, but we, there are certain things as a family that's private, amen, that we, we talk about, we can't, we know, there's things, right? Well, at the end of the meal, when you eat in Chinese, they give you a fortune cookie. And what was crazy is we all opened up our fortune cookie, and whatever we were going through in life, or I should say whatever we're going through in life, that cookie, we could have switched them, and they would have been off. It was perfect for each and every one of us. Now, before any, I get any emails tomorrow about Pastor, I don't want, okay, but can, can I just say something before we, if God can use a fortune cookie, I'm praying he could use me this morning, amen, 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 
of Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Uh, it says right here, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is ain't good for nothing but to be thrown out, trampled underfoot by men. We looked at salt last week, and we found that salt does a few different things. Number one, salt was a, or is a, what? Seasoning. It's a seasoning. This morning I poured a little salt in my finger. I just want to, I said, yep, it's still got flavor. It's still good. Okay, seasoning pulls the flavor out of food. It actually just pulled the flavor out of my skin. That's pretty good. Um, we're called to be the salt of the earth, which means we're called to pull the flavor out of people. We're called to pull the best out of people. And so my question the last week was, are we pulling the best out of people? Or are we pulling the worst out of people? Are we pull, thank you, brother. Are we pulling, I know you're pulling the best out of people. Amen. Are we pulling the best out of our spouse, out of our, out of our, our brothers and sisters, our, our coworkers, or are we pulling the worst? We're called to be a preservative. Number two, preservative, right? And what was that? We're called to uphold the truth. Thank you. Gospel, truth. And um, I'm going to tell you right now, it's crazy. We live in a world that's like they turn truth into lies. And if you stand up for truth, there's something wrong with you. But whatever the world does, all I know is the church will stand up for truth. Amen. 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 Number three, salt is a catalyst. When salt is mixed with other things, there's a reaction. There's something that happens. God has called us to be catalysts in the community. Um, when we move into a neighborhood, when we walk on the job site, when we go into a room, there should be some change. Amen. I remember um, working my second job. I was working at Rayleigh's. I just turned 16, and you could, you can, uh, they, they had a, a position open, courtesy clerk. And so I was so excited to be the courtesy clerk, and then I found out what it was. It was a bag boy. You're a bagger. And I was like, okay, whatever. I just have a job. I was so excited. But I'm showing up to work, and I would go up into the break, the break room, and all of a sudden you'd hear, oh, hey, oh, put it away. There's uh, Carlos. But I would say, oh, hey, guys, it's okay. Keep doing God sees everything. Don't worry about it. He already, he already knows. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I did appreciate it. I said, hey, no, thank you. I appreciate that because I don't want to see that magazine. I don't want to look at that. There should be, when you walk up into the room, there should be some change. There should be something where, where people sense something special has just walked in the room. The question is, when you walk in the room with... Those old friends, those peers, those, they, are they, is, do they sense something separate, something holy, something that's loving, that reminds them of the salvation we have? Amen. I thought I'd get a few more amens, all right? That's why we're in this series right now. That's why we're in this sodium chloride, because I want to make a change. That when we walk into the room, we are ambassadors of Christ. We stand in. We represent him. I hope. That's what salt does. But if we walk into a room and nobody changes and nothing happens, the Bible says we're useless. We're useless. So how do we win people to Jesus? How do we disciple? 
How do we do it? If your kid asked you, if your, somebody asked you, how, how can disciple me? So I want to, we're going to, I'm going to try to do two today, two next week. Um, and then I was even thinking about maybe doing a, maybe when we start up our, our Bible studies next year to, 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 to start a study on this. Because you can, I mean, this goes real deep. But I felt, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I want to start right here with an acronym. And I want to use SALT right here. And the first letter in SALT is, of course, S. So we're going to start with S. And that's going to stand for, S is going to stand for serving. Somebody say serve. 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 Luke chapter 10, if you could turn there with me, Luke chapter 10. We'll read that in just a bit. Now, I don't know why, but when I said serving, I felt tension. I felt a little, a little tension. I'm not sure if it was from the online folks, but I felt tension. I don't know why. I felt it was almost like a few people said it, and some people rolled their eyes when they said it, and some people didn't want to say it at all. Serve. 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 Nobody wants to serve. Everybody wants to be served, but only few want to serve. And it may just be that we haven't won anyone to Jesus. It may just be nobody has come to church because of us. It may just be that we haven't seen any growth in our life. It may just be that life is about me, myself, and I because I have not served. This is going to be a long morning. Luke, can you give me some more coffee, please? I'd appreciate it, sir. And it, it, it may just be because we haven't served. And my assignment today is to tell you that we don't want to lose our seasoning. Have you seasoned somebody? Have you sprinkled some salt on somebody this week? Have you served? We need to think of ways to serve. My assignment today is to tell you if you want to make a change in the world, if you want to make a change in your community, in your circle, in your life, in your family, we need to think of ways to serve. Yes, Amen. I was talking to somebody who's in a wheelchair, who I'll never forget, who's, who is doing more than I, because they're thinking of ways outside the box to serve. They're serving. I was blown away. Serving. But not just to think it, because how many know, <laughs> I, in work meetings, when I was in the secular world, we'd get in these round circle, these round table meetings, and we have these, and everybody had an idea, but nobody wanted to follow through with it. Amen. Everybody has an idea. Oh, we could do that. But nobody wants to do the idea. So not only think, the, think of ways to serve, but to do. Amen? Amen? To do. And I was so blessed as I was preparing this message, I thought of so many people who I know serve behind the scenes, who are doing things that nobody sees, serving. Our church, we are so blessed this morning. Matthew 25, jot it down. We don't have time to go there right now. But it says, it says, one day we will stand before Jesus and give an account for everything, uh, everybody that we have served. Amen. Jesus asked his disciples, do you love me? In John 21, he says, do you love me? And they said, yes, we love you. What did he say? Feed my sheep. Thank you. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. John chapter 13, jot it down. John chapter 13. Read it on your own time. God wrapped up in flesh. God wrapped up in flesh, gets on his knees, and starts washing the feet of the disciples. Now, I know to some people that don't seem like much. It's like, well, whoop-de-doo, you washing somebody's feet. Well, when's the last time we washed somebody's feet? But what's amazing on this one is one of the people's feet that he washed, he knew he was going to betray him. 
Could you? Be honest, church. Could you wash the feet of somebody you know has it out for you? Could you wash the feet of somebody you know doesn't like you? It's going to sell you out. It's going to talk behind your back. Church, I, I just want to give you the keys to discipleship. I want to give you the keys that, that, that God may change your life, that, 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 you, that at the end of this series, your eyes be open, that you grow. Amen? Before we go into this new year. How many know time is flying by so quick? Time is flying by. I want us to grab the keys this morning. Matthew 23, jot this one down. Matthew 23, write it down in your right notes. He says, if you want to be great, you got to learn how to serve. The greatest among you is he that serves. Amen? That's a great person. And we have many great people here this morning. Luke chapter 10, let's read. Before, actually, before we read, I want to, uh, this is a parable about, about, about a Samaritan. Um, he's called the Good Samaritan. And just a few verses up, you can read, a lawyer asked Jesus, he says, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, well, love God, love your neighbor, right? And you know the lawyer's there like this, he's just like, check mark, check mark. Got it. He says, I'm doing these things. But Jesus takes it up a step further. How many know Jesus always takes it up a notch further? Always. Like, you're right here. You're like, I'm good, Jesus. He's like, oh, yeah? Why don't you come over here? You're like, Jesus, I got this one, too. We're good. He's like, yeah, you are good. What? Right here. He's always taking it a step further. And so he, he, he tells this parable. And it starts right here in Luke chapter 10. Let's read. Verse 30, Luke chapter 10, verse 30. I'll give you a little time. Sorry, church, I'm so excited. I'm just, let me slow down. Sorry, Agapito. Our brother's trying to interpret back there. His mouth is like this. <laughs> Apologize. All right, I'm gonna. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. Then Jesus answered and said to him, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Left him half dead. This man is lying on the street, robbed of everything he had, laying there naked, half dead. Verse 31, now by chance a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side, likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. So check this out. A priest and a Levi, a, a, a preacher, I hate to say this because I don't want to put myself in this, but a, a pastor, a priest, a Levi, a Levite was like a priest's assistant. What I'm trying to say is these are two religious men. These are two guys who know the scriptures. They know the Bible. They know the word of God. And what do they do? Both know the scriptures. Both 
claim to have a relationship. But when they see this man on the side of the road, they walk on the other side of the street. Pastor Carlos walks by on the other side of the street. But a certain Samaritan, and I need to stop right here real quick. I have to talk about the Samaritan because just the mere that Jesus used a Samaritan is a very significant, important thing. Because a Samaritan was a, a, a person that was um, like looked down upon. They're looked, they, they were looked at like, you know, they, they, they were a mixed breed. Um, it was a Jew, it was like a Jew when they would marry a, a, an Assyrian or when a Jew would marry outside the Jewish race. They were looked down upon. They weren't wanted. The Jews hated the, the, the Samaritans. They didn't like them. And so this is very important right here. Samaritans were the minority of their day. They weren't the majority. They were the minority. And how many know in the culture that we live in, church, we're the minority? We're the minority, amen? A Samaritan is someone who's mixed. They're, 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 they're someone who's, who's not wanted. So the Jewish priest walks by. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this right. Because he has, he has business meetings. He has, he has ministry meetings he has to attend to. And he walks on the other side. A Levite, the Levite, you know, he's trying to keep up, you know. He's going like this. The Levite's walking on the other side. Walks by. But the person who doesn't even qualify to be in their temple stopped and served this man. Sorry, folks, I'm getting choked right here. I promise no, I'm not trying to show my hair off, okay? I promise. This morning, you might feel like a minority. I'm talking to somebody this morning. I already, I already know who I'm talking to. You might feel like a minority because I, I know how you feel. You might feel like you're less than qualified, but that should not excuse you from the opportunity to being a servant, to help somebody else find God's will for their life. Even if they have a different skin color than you. I said, even if they have a different skin color than you. Oh, Lord. I said even if they have a different skin color than us. Amen. Thank you, sister. Amen. The good Samaritan does something that the other two did not do. The good Samaritan sprinkled some salt. Verse 33. As he journeyed Jesus says, he came where he was. You guys see that? He came where he was. This is so important. I get so much out of this right here. I love this because I don't want our church to ever become where we just sit and expect them to come to us. Where we, ex we expect them just to, just to want to come. We need to take the church to where they are. We need to take the gospel to the hurting, to the broken, to those who are in need. I 
don't know why I feel. And when he saw him, he had what? Compassion. Compassion. This is going to be my first. You can write this down right here. This is going to be my first point right here. He had compassion. He had compassion. Now, I grew up in church, and it saddens me. And I say this because I saw some of our kids reaching out, some of our church kids reaching out to, to kids on a Thursday night, just being nice and helpful. It, just, it, it opened my eyes. I was so grateful. But it saddens me. we got so many kids that grew up in church, so many people, they're in their 20s and 30s now, and they have not served. They have not served. They haven't had no compassion on the lost, compassion on a hurting person that they don't know that's on the side of the road. We live in a time where it's crazy, though. So many crazy things are happening, and how many know it's easy to become numb to the craziness of this world? It's easy to become numb. To, we, we see so much bad. It, it's so easy to, to our heart to be calloused. And to, but how many know, as people of God, we should never allow our hearts to become numb to the hurt of this world. He had compassion. But the reason why they have no compassion... The reason why somebody in your life has no compassion is because they have no pity. The word compassion means to have a heart full of pity, to, to have your heart uh, uh, have yearn concern for another human being. But not only did he have compassion, verse 34, so he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Wow. And he set him on his own animal. That's, that's powerful right there. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. So this, this man takes him, beat up, bloody, half dead, and puts him in his ride. Right? Puts him... On his, on his animal. Amen. So, if I'm driving down the street one of these days and I see one of you with somebody on top of your car tied up, I know why. <laughs> but how about we put him inside the vehicle? Amen. You know. But but hold 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 on hold. Hey, that's my new ride. I can't. I just got it detailed. I'll say it with a smile, church. But can we be real? I. I just got this thing detailed. That's my baby. That's my, that's my baby. I'm not, no, no, no. No, I don't know. No. That's, how many know God gave you that right to help somebody else? And so, I need to close here pretty. I wish I had time to drive this point home. I wish I had time to press this. I wish I had the ability and the capacity to show you the importance of this Samaritan, this man who's a reject, this man who's a minority, this man that everyone looks at and says, oh, you're nothing, you don't qualify. I wish I had the time to tell you he, he, he had compassion, he had care, and he also had no money. Hold on right here, right here, verse 35. 
on the next day, when he departed, he took out two, what? Denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will, re I will repay you. Wow. So here's how he served. Here's the keys right here. Here's how he served. He had compassion. Matter, matter of fact, his compassion led to an action. He had compassion. He served with care. And he served with cash. Thank you, brother. I knew I was going to get no amens there, but I got one. Praise God. He served with compassion, he served with care, and he served with his hard-earned cash. Jesus right here is laying out the blueprint. I love God. I love my neighbor. Yeah? Well, let me take it up a step further. He showed compassion, he showed care, and he gave some cash. Now, don't worry, I'm not throwing an offering after the sermon, okay? This is not why I'm doing this. He's, he pays the bills. He pays the hotel bill. And he tells the owner, if he stays longer, if you need him to stay longer, I, I, I'll come back and I'll, I'll, pay, I don't, I'll pay you. I'll, I'll pay it. I'm so blessed to say... <laughs> I could say it right now. I'm so blessed to say we have somebody in need who, by God's grace, I just can't wait to see what God's going to do in this situation. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sid. There was some talk going on about this young lady needing some help. And two of our ladies in the church said, wait, say what? You know, and I don't know how ladies do it. It's like they, they hear, like, I'm just walking. There could be a million things. And I got one thing on my mind. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Ladies could just be walking, and they hear everything, and then they go, say what? Like, what'd you say? Like, I don't know how you ladies do it. That's a gift. I'm telling you right now. But the, these two, they said, what? They pull out their wallets, and they say, how much? You know what? I'll just give you everything I got. And this young lady was able to be safe for two days. No, four days because of the generosity of the ladies in our church. Amen. 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is wherever you spend your money, that's where your heart is. The Bible says where your treasure is. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What I'm really trying to say is we win people to Jesus by serving, by having compassion, by caring. And most of the time, that means reaching out into our pocket, getting out some cash, which I don't have any. hard-earned cash and saying, here, here it is for you. Verse 36, 
So which of, so Jesus here, gosh, man, I love Jesus. So, so which of these do you think was neighbor to him who fell among thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him, then Jesus said, go and do likewise. You know, Ron would understand this. Jesus is militant. He don't say, so can you please go? And he says, go and do likewise. How many know Jesus is our chief commander? I want to be in my place. And the second letter for this one, I'm going to hit on it real quick. Accountability. Somebody say accountable. I mean, so many people, they want to do their own thing. We live in a culture where people say, who are you to tell me what to do? Amen? Who are you to tell me? I'm my own, I'm my own woman. I'm my own man. You, you ain't going to tell me what to do, how to do it. God wants to reach down and he wants to hold you accountable. Matter of fact, if no one can help you or tell you what to do at times, hold you accountable, how many know you will be out of control? If you can't tell your kids what to do when they're little or how to do it or what, they will be out of control. Amen. 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 They might not be going crazy out in the streets, but they will be man, they will be out of control. Trust me when I say that. It's sad as me. There's a lot of people out of control. Nobody can talk to them. Nobody can challenge them. Nobody can speak into their life in love because we're always wrong. All right. And they're always right. Matter of fact, if you're here this morning and you're the always right, there's something wrong with you. I'm just going to say it. If you're always right, you might want to take a step back and say, wait, hold on. I'm a gift of God. Or, um, hmm. My assignment today, church, is to tell you we need to be the salt of the earth. Amen. We don't want to lose our flavor to be effective. We don't want to lose our flavor to grow. We need to have accountability all throughout the scripture, church. Where there was no accountability, where there was pride, where there was arrogance, there was a slew of other things. There was always self-destruction. Look at King David. I mean, we don't have time to go. Look at King David. King David is a man after God's own heart, but he's there. Finally, he's at his place where everything is going good. He has no accountability. He doesn't go to war. He stays behind and becomes a peeping Tom. I'm sorry, did I offend somebody? He becomes a, he's, he's he's looking at something, and then he goes and kills someone. He has no accountability, but the moment God puts somebody in his life to answer to, even though he's the king, that's when he said, God, Forgive me. How I many know we all need accountability? If you don't have that in your life, if you don't have a pastor to speak into your life, a leader in the church to speak into you, you're going to be out of control. Find one. Amen? Amen. Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, before we close. Right here. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, 
how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Church, let's bow our heads this morning. The question I have for you this morning, church, is if we were all in this container here, if we had, if each of us had our own container of salt and we poured it out onto some food, we poured it out, what would there be flavor to the salt? I was working, I, w- I remember going to a, a, a an account here in Sparks where they make spices. And there were times they would actually take the, they would take the spices, the salt. There was some salt that was flavorless. There, you'll read articles that say, oh, they're, they're, oh, they'd never lose. No, it loses its flavor. It can lose its flavor. And it's good for nothing. Something that is, that is so valuable can be good for nothing, useless. And this morning, church, we don't ever want to lose our flavor. We don't ever want to lose compassion, care, and a heart that wants to give. Amen. So this morning, I want to take some time. This morning, church, this is, this is just a, a time where I, a, re, a time of reflection to thank God for those you can think of back in your life who help you get to where you are right now. Those in your life who, who, who were instrumental, who were salt to you, Right now, we want to take some time right now. We never do this, but we want to take some time right now. We just want to give God the praise and the glory. And I want you to pray right now and thank God for those people. It could be your spouse. It could be somebody sitting next to you. It could be somebody who's even passed away. And thank God for these people who are salt to you, salt in your life. I so thank God for the staff that I have. They are salt to me. For our board, for the church, you're salt. When you speak, your love, your, your care, your salt, you pour salt on me and you bring the best out of me. And my prayers, if you do it for me, my prayers that we do, I can do that for you. We do it for each other. Most importantly, we do it for the lost. And so this morning, take some time. I'm going to take a couple minutes. We're just going to pray for a little, t- a little bit. If you want to come down to the altar, feel free to come down to the altar there's something you need to let go. You need to put at the feet of Jesus. Go ahead and do that. As I sing out this song, he touched me. He touched me. Take this time to pray, folks, before we dismiss this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Shackled by a heavy burden. Shackled by a heavy burden. Neath a load of guilt and shame then the hand of Jesus touched me and now I am no longer the same shackled by heavy burden I was shackled by a heavy
church. Lord, I just pray a special blessing upon our congregation right now, all those who are here right now, all those watching online. Lord, we just send a special blessing out to them. I want to thank you, Lord, for my pastors, Pastor Steve Scott, for the blessing and the salt that he is to my life. I want to thank you for Pastor, Pastor Todd Renneker, Lord, and thank you for everything uh, that he, he means to me and the time invested and the love that he for us, everybody uh, that was instrumental to my personal life, and and I, I just want to thank you for our church again, Lord God. I pray that we would never lose our salt. We would, we could we could lose a lot of things, but we would never lose the compassion, care, and a heart that wants to reach the lost. I pray our heart be focused, our mind as a church be focused on you. That we would serve, that we would, that the little things, the sharpening the pencils and, and, and the, the, the things that no one sees, that we would never give up, that we won't rest on the laurels of our success, that we would continue moving forward. That yes, we do celebrate things we have done in the past and achievements that we've had as a church, but we won't rest on that. That we would continue looking ahead, moving forward. Even through this thing called COVID, whatever comes next, that we won't stop being the church, that we will continue serving until you come back. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Touched me and made me Stand with me, church, and sing out that song, Shackled by a Heavy Burden. One last chorus. I say, shackled by a heavy burden, beneath the load of guilt and shame. Then the hand of Jesus touched me. the same. I'm no longer the same because he touched me. I said he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. sister here were very sick for quite some time and by God's grace he's healed them and Reuben and Tori are here with us this morning amen amen and brother we thank you for your giving heart for your for your you and your wife and how you just uh, 
we, we, we so appreciate you and we, we love you and we thank you. And so if you could just dismiss us, I appreciate you. Amen. Have a salty week. Amen. Be salty. Amen.